620 Live, that we may all speak boldly. We wish you a very Merry Christmas. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Revelation chapter 16 verse 15. Now let's start with a bit of a recap over the first three vials that have came out in this third blessing of Revelation. And previously we went over the first one being the boils on the followers of the Antichrist, those who had received the mark, and those who had not received the mark but yet still were not followers of Christ. Number two sees the seas of the world being turned into blood, which will destroy any kind of uh, inhabitants of the sea. It will kill them. Uh, it will stall out any kind of fishing market. Um, I mean, it will stop it entirely, as well as you know, travel in you know over the oceans. Number three was having the waters, the rivers, springs, um, and you know other water sources being turned into blood as well. Uh, so that brings us you know up with a quick recap to the fourth angel here, who um, is about to pour out his vial, and here is uh, the verse. And the fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God, which hath power over these plagues. And they repented not to give him glory, which is Revelation chapter 16, verses 8 through 9. You know, I can't say that these people are too smart. Um, maybe it's just that they're extremely stuck in their ways and don't want to see things for what they are. Because you see all of these plagues and all of these things happening. And you know, they haven't happened throughout history except for you know back um in the book of uh uh at least my mind right now genesis or exodus um whenever uh moses and pharaoh and you know the plagues of egypt were going on um but maybe it's that you know, that the Antichrist who, who's leading the world at the time is perhaps, you know, very convincing. And, and we know that he's going to be, you know, scripture tells us, you know, throughout history that Satan is very subtle and very convincing because look what happened in the Garden of Eden with, you know, the apple or the fruit. Um, but... I can't, and 
and it could be that you know I'm seeing this as you know from hindsight in a way because I am a Christian and you know believe this is going to happen and I know Jesus and I look at like how can you all not realize that this is coming from God you know and it seems like a no-brainer but looking at the world today I can see people ignoring this but you know something that I can't quite wrap my mind around is the fact that you know people don't want to believe in God but yet they want to curse God you know we hear GD thrown around like it's just a normal everyday word you know and I'm not I'm not saying I'm innocent by any means because you know I've said GD accidentally before um but it is extremely rare that I say it um I've, I've said you know quote-unquote dirty words before um am I proud of it no I, I believe that I've gotten better about it am I perfect no and are you perfect no you know do I ask forgiveness for it yeah I do but here's the thing I mean I still believe in God and God forgives me but what I can't wrap my mind around here is that these people that don't believe in God are seeing all of these plagues. They're being scorched by this intense heat. And I'm not saying that it's like laser beams coming from the sun, but I do believe that, you know, uh, the sun's temperature and temperature on Earth is going to rise and uh, be like... I can't think of the word off the top of my head, but people are going to be burnt alive, and some of them may die, you know. Um, some of them won't. But what is put in here is that they curse God. Now, how can you curse something that you don't believe in? I, I just simply can't wrap my mind around that particular statement you know and I know what's going to happen it's not that I don't believe it's not going to happen but how can you curse something that you just don't believe in you know, therefore I think that you have to believe in it at least a little bit in order to curse it you know it's like it's like hitting your hand or your finger with a hammer you're going to curse the hammer you know you did it the hammer's still there you believe in the hammer because it is there you know, it's, we don't curse aliens because most of us don't believe that they exist. You know, so how, yeah, I hope you get, you know, what I'm saying here. And I'm not trying to go on like a, a running rabbit or a chasing rabbit kind of thing. It's just, it's mind boggling to me that, you, that this can take place. But not only that not only do they curse the name of god but yet they don't repent and now that makes more sense to me because if you're going to curse the name of god then you're not even going to try to repent yeah so i mean they're they're going through all this and you know they've had the boils the the seas and the waters are turned to blood so so it's hot now it's stinking now they're still in pain so, you know, it's, 
it's like wham, 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 wham. They're they're getting hit repeatedly. And, and how do you not see where this is coming from? But uh, let, let's move on here to um, the fifth one, which is, and the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast and his kingdom was full of darkness and they gnawed their tongues for pain and blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds, which is Revelation chapter 16 verses 10 and 11. So now they're going to be in even more pain. Uh, the beast's throne, his, his seat of power here on earth, is going to be in utter and complete darkness. You know, it's still, still going to be hot. They're still going to be in pain from the boils. They're going to basically be, and I believe this is going to be literal here, chewing their tongues in pain because in older times whenever people would like in the western days when say a cowboy or somebody would get shot they'd give them a leather belt or a soft piece of wood or something to bite down on while they dug you know the bullet out or you know perhaps a nail or you know something like that but they would put that in their mouth uh to give them something to focus on to pull the pain you know for the not for the pain necessarily to go through, but as a focal point for the person who is in pain. Uh, I've read this in, you know, fiction novels. Um, I've read it in some accounts, you know, like biographies and, you know, uh, I'm sure I've seen it like on TV shows or documentaries, movies, things on that line. But, you know... So I, I can see them like chewing on their tongue, trying to make something else hurt so that it takes their mind off of the pain of their other injuries and sores. You know, and I know this is not like, it's kind of, it's a funny movie. It's one of my favorites, Major Pain, and it's, it's a funny scene in the beginning of it where, you know, Major Payne said, uh, finds a guy that's um, been shot or hurt, and, you know, he goes, uh, you may show you a little trick to take your mind off that pain, and uh, he takes a man's finger and <laughs> snaps it, I mean, breaks it, and the guy, you know, goes, you know, starts screaming about his finger hurting, and, you know, as funny as that is, you know, that scene it did take his mind off the pain of his other injury by giving him another one. You know, so that's why I think that the, they're going to literally be gnawing, you know, in their tongue and probably biting down on anything that they can find and and very likely taking, like, pain medicine or any other kind of, you know, numbing agent to, to rid themselves of the pain that they are are going through um the the darkness is going to be a seat you know to where they can't see um they will be you know basically blind um 
not visually impaired. Uh, there will be no vision. There will be no light sources that they can see at all. And you know, they're going to be stumbling around. And with that, I mean, they're going to run into like say soda machines snack machines each other stairwells you know all kinds of things like that and on top of everything else there's going to be even more injuries that they're going to suffer because of their blindness you know having been blind since you know november 25th of 2000 i can tell you that you know for the first little bit once i started you know, walking again, I would run into things. I'd stub my toes, um, headbutt, you know, some things accidentally, uh, and bump into a lot of stuff. And yeah, it hurt in the beginning. And not saying that it doesn't hurt now, not, not by any stretch of the imagination, because it still does. But I can tell you that I've gotten a little bit more careful. Um, do I still run into things? Yeah, of course I do. Do I still bump my head? Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, but, these people aren't going to be used to it. You know, I'm not as much a veteran at being blind as there are other people out there that I know. But being a newbie or a newly blind, these people are, I mean, going to cause themselves some serious injuries here with this. Uh, so let's, uh, let's take a look at the, at the sixth one here. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates and the water thereof was dried up that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared which is Revelation chapter 16 verse 12 now this is you know rather simple and straightforward uh, judgment here that the Euphrates River, which is rather large and, you know, is used as a boundary or a barrier in, in a way of protection, uh, is going to dry up. Now, something we really need to look at here is, you know, when it dries up, you're, you're going to have all the, the trashes in you know, that has all the pollution that has been in the river for, you know, even back to ancient days, um, you know. But the purpose of, of drying this river up is so that the kings of the east who are going to come can get across this easily. Because, like I said, it's been used as a barrier, a boundary, you know, a sense of protection for so long that they would have extreme difficulty in passing or crossing this river. But with the river dried up, they will be able to basically do like Moses did in leading the Israelites, you know, across the sea on dry ground. So this is, you know, very important happening here because, uh, like I've said, things are intensifying. They're increasing and, you know, happening quicker and quicker. Um, well, something else that happens, um, between this verse and the last judgment to be poured out, the vile judgment to be poured out, is that three unclean spirits, um, that, you know, look like frogs or amphibians, 
come out of the mouths of the dragon, the false prophet, and the beast. Now I'm not going to get into like nitty and gritty descriptions here, whether they, you know, shoot them up in a, you know, bout of sickness or, you know, how they come out of their mouths. Um, but needs to say they do come out of their mouths and, you know, are going, they're not going to be just calm spirits. They're, not just going to be like the spirits just cause a little bit of turmoil here and there they're going to be demonic spirits that perform for all intents and purposes demonic miracles uh, and they're going to be doing and using all of their power to gather the forces of the earth to bring them to this area or the area where Armageddon is going to take place. Um, and it is you know, after these verses that this is all interrupted by you know, Revelation chapter 16 verse 15, uh, which is the focus of you know, this particular podcast. And, you know, it's it, of course, encourages us as believers to stay alert. I'd like to take this time to invite you to Sparks First Baptist Church in Sparks, Georgia. Sunday services begin at 9.30 a.m. with Sunday School, followed by morning worship service at 10.30 a.m., and evening service starts at 6 p.m. Wednesday services start at 7 p.m. and you can find these services if you're unable to attend on the Sparks First Baptist Church Facebook page. We would love to have you join us. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying it is done revelation chapter 16 verse 17 now you'll see that this comes after the main focus of this verse or the main focus of this podcast excuse me which is you know like again revelation chapter 16 verse 15 but this is the seventh judgment and I, I feel that to showcase this particular blessing, you, we need to see all of the judgments of, of the vile judgments that are taking place here in this chapter in order to understand and appreciate the blessing even more. Now, the, the vial is poured out into the air. It's, I'm not saying it's like a, a liquid or you know anything that's going to spray down on to the earth. You know nothing. You know not like a rain or snow or anything. But but what this does is it causes thunder and lightning and is going to be the most severe thunderstorm that anybody has ever witnessed. 
um, as you know, you may or may not know, a thunder and lightning storm, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to have rain. Um, you know, which, you know, I'd be kind of curious to know that if this does rain, is it going to rain blood since there's, you know, no fresh water supply anymore that's not blood? That's an interesting little uh, side topic there. But um, the, the storm is going to be so intense that, you know, nothing like it has ever before been seen and along with the you know apocalyptic thunderstorm we're going to have an apocalyptic earthquake as well which is you know the the earthquake is and i believe that the thunderstorm's going to be powerful enough to to aid the earthquake in this it's going to it's going to split babylon into three different sections um the the islands and and the mountains are going to be destroyed and there's going to be hailstones in this um in in the storm that's going to weigh a talent each the talent's weight um, according to Google, is 66 pounds, 9 ounces. Now, I'm sure that's a, a, a rough estimate there, but let's just say they're off 9 ounces. You know, that's 66 pounds. Let's just say they're off 20 pounds. That's still 46 pounds. Needs to say these are going to be some rather large hailstones and I know that um, hell is made up of water but uh, I'm kind of curious are these going to be regular hailstones are they going to be you know hailstones made out of blood you know um, I, I tend to want to go the the route that these are going to be, you know, made up of water, um, but perhaps, you know, while flying through the air and falling, you know, they're made of water, but maybe once they strike the earth, they turn into blood. Uh, this is, and it's quite trivial to, to wonder about this, you know, and, and it really has no bearing on, um, you know, anything else, because whether it's blood or whether it's fresh water or you know whether it's rock it's still going to weigh 66 pounds 9 ounces and going to cause a lot of damage and despite you know my thoughts of you know curiosity of what it's made up of the people you know are still going to curse God and and it still just just boggles my mind how can you not believe how can you curse God you know, why not beg him for forgiveness and, you know, ask him, you know, to be your savior. And now I know, I'm, I know that those who are already marked and have taken the mark of the beast, you know, they can beg for forgiveness and ask for forgiveness all they want to. And it's, you know, unfortunately for them, 
it, it won't do anything. But you know, those who have not chosen to believe still have that that chance. And I'm grouping those in there as well that are cursing God. Um, and this is this is just I don't know, like I said, and, and I know I'll keep saying it, so I apologize for that. It's just mind-boggling. Um, this this group of seven here is considered to be another heptid, I believe is how you say the word. And it's spelled H-E-P-T-A-D, so heptid, heptad. Um, the, uh, the seven, here, here are some other ones. Um, it's a set of seven warnings remaining for those who are still on earth. And here are the other sets of the heptids in here. The bowls culminate against Babylon or Rome as the persecutors of the church uh, which is Revelation chapter 16 verse 19 and remember the parallels of these judgments that those you know back in Egypt with the Pharaoh went through as well uh, Pharaoh himself had a chance to repent but you know chose not to chose to harden his heart and keep going in Revelation 9 20 and 21 um, we find the last call for repentance of you know people who are still on the earth now the book of Revelation, it doesn't go in chronological order. Um, so that that's why the last call for repentance, you know, comes uh, seven chapters before this one. Uh, and let's, uh, let's take a look at Revelation chapter 9, verse 20 and 21 here. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of their works of their hands that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood which neither can see nor hear nor walk. Verse 21 Neither repented they of their murders nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornications, nor of their thefts, which is Revelation chapter 9, verses 20 and 21. Uh, these verses and, you know, all of the blessings of Revelation, actually, are, are a call for the tribulation saints, you know, as well as us in today's society, to remain steadfast in our faith and we should always be watchful and alert but yet 
you know, we need to stay grounded in Jesus because it's very easy to stray, to wander off, to go hither and yon, to let fancies, you know, take our attention away. But we need to stay grounded and and firm in our faith in Jesus. Um, there's going to be many persecutions of, of Christians during the tribulation, as you know, and there's a lot that goes on in today's society in today's world and there's going to be a lot of violence against you know everybody but you know more specifically against Christians and there's going to be many deaths as well um, the the Antichrist and the false prophet they're going to be making a ton of false assurances and you know, we can see that even happening nowadays, you know, that we see a lot of people saying that, oh, you can send in however much money and, you know, I will give you blessings and I will talk to God on your behalf. You know, if you send in, you know, $200, you know, you won't be sick, you won't be hurt, you won't go through trials, you know, and, and these people will pray, you know, for you. And the thing is, you can pray to God for free. The only thing you're sacrificing is time. And what better thing to sacrifice for somebody? You know, for not only just somebody, but the person that sent his son to die for you. You know, tribulation saints as well as ourselves, we need to remain steadfast in our faith and we can use everything that we've seen here, you know, in Revelation 16, 15, you know, all of the different judgments. We can use these as verses of encouragement to know that as believers, we won't be going through that. We can take them and reaffirm our connection, our relationship, and our faith in Jesus. Um... Let's see, I'm trying to... The word that was used earlier, naked, doesn't mean without your clothing. It means that we need to be spiritually prepared because you wouldn't go to your job without putting on clothes. And just like if you were... If you were a soldier, you wouldn't go into battle without putting on your your armor and your weapon and you know we should not be preparing for spiritual warfare without you know putting on the armor of God you know we we need to be mindful of what we say and do and and our actions and and to stay prepared for the battle that you know um be prepared for our war and this was a little tidbit of information that I found here uh, because I tried you know using my screen reader to see if it would tell me or not but it said in some research that sometimes Revelation chapter 16 verse 15 is written in red um, and we all know that you know Jesus's words are written in red but yet you know we 
all of the words of the Bible are important. Um, but they're really no, I don't want to say no more important because, you know, Jesus is God and, and the Bible is the word breathed out by God. So, yeah, I think all of the words are important. None, you know, more so than any other. You know, because like I said, it's it's the holy inspired word of God, whether it's a red letter, it's a green letter, a purple letter, or a black letter. Now, the word thief uh, is a symbolism for someone coming when you aren't prepared. If you, for example, if you're preparing, if, if you know that a thief is going to come rob your house at 10.30 p.m., then you're going to be ready surely by 10 o'clock for this thief. You know, look at, uh, as we're in the Christmas season, as I'm recording this, look at Home Alone 1. You know, the two villains of, of the movie were robbing the houses, and they were going to rob the McAllister's house. Now, in that movie, Kevin heard them saying that they were going to come, so he prepared with all of the tricks and the, the cars and the hot door handle and icy steps and, you know, other things along those lines. So he, he prepared for this because he knew that they were coming. But I'm willing to bet that over 95% of people that are have their houses or cars or whatever robbed they don't know it's coming you know and that's that's why you should always be prepared for something like that to happen you know now the the believers of the word need to not only be encouraged but to constantly be prepared for you know, something to happen to constantly be prepared for someone to um, be witness to. Uh, they need to be prepared, you know, for that witness and opportunity. So, yeah, as I close out here, and I apologize for this one going a bit longer than the normal. Um, I wanted to wrap this one up, and there wasn't a whole lot left here. So, again, apologies for it being longer. Uh, hope you have learned something, and. I just, you know, pray that each and every one of us will be prepared for the opportunities and things that come up in our Christian walk and, you know, in our faith with Jesus. Because if he brings you to it, then he'll bring you through it. God bless y'all. Hey, thank you for listening to the podcast. You know, it means a lot to me. I just ask that you... Please like, share, rate, review, and if you want to keep up with each and every one of the podcasts, be sure to subscribe as well. You can visit us on the web at www.620lifepodcast.com. Again, that's www.620lifepodcast.com.